Welcome to track number 27 of Finish What You Started. Are you with me? I mean, I told him that when Bishop comes, he will notice it. So I went and paid for but did not have time to go and fix it. And truly too, when he came, he said, Pastor Clifford, these ties, you must change them. If you don't have money, I'll give you money to change them. Oh, Bishop, thank you. I've bought already, but I just need to send that. Yes. You see, that is a father. He cares for you. Not just whether you are doing the work, the church is working. No, no, no. Your personal safety is important to him. It's dear to him. I mean, to have somebody who comes and notices your car tires. Are you with me? But most of us, because of our lack of understanding, we don't easily receive such. Amen. So we must learn to distinguish between instructors that come into our lives and the fathers that God sends to us. So that we will receive them and receive the blessings that comes in having a father. Amen. I tell you, during the demonstration of, I mean the demonstration that was done here, it really, really means, I felt it, how sad it is when you have no father. I said, it, it was a very sad moment that you'd have no father. And I know it physically. There are certain defects in my character, in my life, that I know that it's because there was no man in the house who would say, stop it or sit for me to sit. Because as boys, you know, my little son, sometimes, initially when he started growing up, when I say, stop it, then he also says, stop it. <laughs> and I mean, they can, you know, we can be daring. And there I got a revelation that, you see, for a son, to grow up without a father in the house is there it's like there's a it's a significant deficiency because as you grow up you need to be submissive you need to be under authority and when you grow up as a son without authority in there and some of us ladies they say it's the same problem it's the same problem when our husbands talk it's because there was no man in the house to say don't do this do this don't wear this go don't go so we are not used to it. And then when our husband tries, we try to use certain words and things that are not. Hallelujah. And so, you know, God would correct all those things by giving us fathers spiritually. And let's receive them as such. Amen. And stop saying that, you know, one time I was talking to somebody who was doing something wrong. And, you know, just checking and I, I just collected the person's phone on our way. I just chanced on her and said, what is it? Let me see your phone. And it was not easy. I mean, I collected her phone. I didn't go through the inbox. No. I just realized that to, the, to that person, I am not what I think I am. So I didn't go in it. And later on, she sent me a text. I said, this is unbecoming of a pastor. Or I, I think I have that text somewhere. <laughs> Do you get it? But later on, I realized that this person doesn't know what she's pushing away. Well, she's no longer in the church anyway. And it was obvious. You get it? Because she doesn't know what it means to have somebody who cares for you 
and will tell you this thing, please try. It's not, it's not the best. Hallelujah. Amen. Good. The next point is the fatherhood relay. You know, no one person has it all. I said no one person has it all. And you know, God in his wisdom didn't give all to one person except himself. But then he makes sure that he will send at the appropriate time what you need. You know, Pastor Franz was saying something some time ago and he said that, you know, Reverend Kingsley came, was with them and very, Reverend Kingsley is very nice friendly, but he said that at a point, he realized that when I came, it's like, who is this person who is so strict and doesn't take nonsense and things? But he's, later, he realized, if it had not been so, he could have taken a U or a C or an S or an R. You see, you're going up and then just turns this way and then forever. Hallelujah. But at the, and I believe that at this stage of our lives, God knows what He's doing in bringing to our lives Reverend Jake as our pastor, Amen. and we must receive Him and allow Him receive Him as a father as well. Develop, make an effort to develop that relationship. It will not happen overnight, but make an effort. Hallelujah. And it will be to your benefit. Because you see, the, the two of us are different in character. And I believe that it is the work of God. That at this time, you have done what you can do. Now is the next phase. I mean, one of the differences between us is in terms of attention to details. I may over, I just overlook things, but he will make sure that you do the correct thing. There was a day when we, were, we went for a program, and my wife told me that there was somebody who was trying to serve me something so I said, look, I know how to get a thing for myself. But my wife said that you need to teach them the correct thing. Because if you don't mind, somebody else will mind. Which I found it very true. Hallelujah. So let's, let's grow up. Let's, be, let's see what God is doing in our lives. So that the deficiencies that we, we have will be corrected. Amen. So it's one father to the next father. Everybody has a allotted time to do some work in your life. I'll make sure. And remember that no one person may be with you forever. Do you get it? Yeah? No one person may be with you. Even your biological father. I mean, some, some of the children may grow up when their father is dead. Some, my sister, the last one, was born six months after her father died. I mean, my stepfather, let me put it that way. Yeah, my stepfather died. So to her, there's no even father at all. Some of them, I mean, some of us have hours or had hours to be with us for a season. And I enjoyed the discipline of my stepfather. Yeah. But she came, he was gone. And sometimes we think, oh, this person is with us forever. So we can move around and do things. But it's a season. Make sure, see the person as God having brought the person to your life for a purpose. And that purpose must be accomplished. Amen. 
before the time has ended. Amen. Good. Are you blessed? Thank God for a father. No, 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 please. Don't clap. I beg you. I'm so grateful for, for the life of our bishop. You know? Since I, I remember the day when he put his hands upon me and said, do you, do you th- are you called? Do you believe you are called? And to be honest with you, I didn't know what it means. I mean, all those things. So I didn't say anything. Do you get it? But with his guidance, his instructions, do this, don't do this. Do this, stop it. Do this one, stop, do this. I can see that my life is going forward. Hallelujah. And I see it in the life of almost all the pastors who listen and obey him. You can see that our lives are going forward. And the things that he says, you know, when we are coming in, he shared something with me. He said, there are three sources of wisdom. He said, one of the sources is your father. And that's why we, don't, we will never know what it means it means when we don't receive the father that God brings into our lives. And then he explained that. You see, your father would have learned and would have acquired many insights into things. But at the stage of his life where he is, he has very little use of it. I was telling some people that if I were to start life all over, I will have children, I will start having children very early. And I will not space them. Yeah. You know why? I was just explaining to them. You see, my children, I spaced them four years, four years. Not intentionally, but it so happened to me. Exactly four years, four years, four years. Now, I just realized that when one is in high school, two will be in primary school. And for the rest of the period, I mean, for most of the time, I'll be dropping this person at the high school and then go and drop this one at the <laughs> primary school. And go and pick this. So, so, and you, most of us don't know how much those things waste our time. Us, I mean, yeah. It's time consuming. If all of them are in the same place, you just go and dump them there. It's one great difference. You see, but, but I have learned it. I have learned it, but I can't use it. Do you get it? I can't use it because... At least, I'm finished. Do you get it? At least, I'm finished. So I can't use it, and I can't change it. But I may be telling somebody, look, don't waste time. Sometimes you see us, when we marry, we say, we know we want to have some time with ourselves. It's good. All those things are nice, and they are ideal. But you will need to. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see, all those things are ideal. It's like, you know, I'm waiting to finish my, uh, this, I'm waiting to buy a car. You find people, what, why, why don't you get married? So, oh, you know, pastor, I want to finish my school. Who says that when you marry, you can't finish your school? All those things are just some deceptions. If I were to start life all over, I would start having children at 22 or 23. You know, some of, and some, you see, 
And some of us, we will wait. You are married by yourself. We don't want to have children now. And I tell them that, what are you waiting for? You have all those delusions and things. Look, you need to start early. Because paying school fees, or, yeah, paying school fees, you don't want to be paying school fees at the age of 60. That is, if you get there. Because you may not get there. And supposing you may even get to, let's say, 50. And you have started early. You would have finished your responsibility before you depart this world. But here you are, you see, you had all those funny, funny dreams which are not true anyway. And then you start having children at 30. And then at 40 years, you still have small, small children and there's no strength. Hallelujah. So, I know, he said, one of the sources of wisdom is your father. Because what you are doing, he has seen it before. And the thing they don't change, oh, it's the same. It's the same. Sometimes you are deceived to say, oh, maybe the person is not really abreast with the modern trends. It's the same. It has, Satan doesn't change his deceptions. Because he has realized that, look, the thing, you know, even if you know it, most of us, we, are, we don't believe it, so it works. Yeah. Hallelujah. So let's, let's really listen to our fathers, receive the fathers that God brings to our lives. Amen. And I believe I've said the fact of the differentiating between an instructor and a father. And one of the things that a true father is somebody who is personally interested in your life, correcting you, sometimes appearing as if they are interfering. Yeah. It's like the person is interfering in your life. Who is your beloved? I mean, this, no, I think you should marry this one. Consider this one. Sometimes you see your personal, your finances. One of the things that I've come to realize is that how, when we make financial mistakes, it affects our response to God's call upon our lives. And I tell people, look, don't waste your money on cars. There's only one person that I've told that do this and they have done The person has done it. There's only one in the whole church. I've advised about 10, 15 people on cars and none of them have listened. But some of them have also now, I mean, events have occurred that have, they've seen the wisdom in what was said. You tell people that, look, a car, you just need a second-hand car. And me, I see it in my father. that He, he can afford it, but he doesn't waste his money on it. So why should I? Yeah. If you buy it for me, I'll drive. That one, you can be sure. I'm not saying that, you see, I'm not saying, I mean, there's no difference between an old car and a new car. There's a difference. And even among the cars, there are differences. But the thing is, I will not commit myself to those small, small things at the wrong time of my life. So that when the Lord says, come, I can come. Some of us, we, you, say, you hear the Lord calling you, come. But Lord, I can hear you, but you know I can't move. And it's all because we, you know, we, we were not able to differentiate 
the fatherly love that was being demonstrated to us. And some of the things, you see, some of the things, when a person calls you, especially a personal, so-called personal in quote, things and the person is talking to you, you may never know that, that what, you are, what you are going through, the person has gone through the same thing. But may not be able to tell you, look, this was what I did. Especially some of you young ladies, your, your, your mother, when you're an elderly person is talking, or your, father is, or your, your mother is talking, be, don't, don't think that they don't know how you feel. And those funny feelings that you, you think you are the only person feeling it now. They have felt it and they saw how it misled them. Hallelujah. But they will not tell you that look, this was my mistake. They are just, they will counsel you and tell that this thing, don't do it. Be careful. This guy that you are moving with, he's just coming to sleep with you and just dump you somewhere. Yeah, but they can't tell you that, look, the same thing. You see that man that we met at the shopping mall. He did the same thing. Then they, can't, they can't tell you. So it's up to you. You see, it's up to you to understand that. Look, there's no parent. There's no parent in this world. Maybe not, maybe one or two. But otherwise, there's no parent in this world that wants the, the worst of their children. Not at all. Even when you have offended them. They would all, they will let go. It's my son, what can I do? It's my daughter, what can I do? And they will want to give you the best of advice. Hallelujah. And it's similarly in the house also. You see, when God blesses you with a father, you see that the person is very interested in the minute details of your life. I was just, this, I was just, I called some people. I asked them, "What are you waiting for? Have ba- I mean, start, have a baby." Amen. Yeah, because you see, most of us think that, oh, you know, when I'm ready, as if it's in the shop, and then you go and then you pick. Okay, give me, give me this baby, give me that baby. It's not like that, too. And, and let me let me tell let me let me tell you this let me tell you this listen i have real or i have observed that when we fornicate it's easy to get pregnant but when you are married and you are trying to get pregnant it's not easy i mean basically it's because when you fornicate satan wants to disgrace you do you get it he wants to disgrace you you did it quietly, you think nobody will catch you, then you get pregnant and it's like, now it becomes something else. But when you are married and you want to have a child, it doesn't come that easily. And when you get it easy, you must thank the Lord. At your first shot. (laughs) So, So, you see, now, as I was passing by, I just saw that I said, what are you guys waiting for? Start it. And it's like, oh, you know, when sometimes when we, there are issues, beasts and things, then we say, no, I don't want anything from you. I say, hey, as for the beast, it's, it's everywhere. Just as some people manage their beasts better than others, that's all. But the beast is, is in every, two human beings who don't want to obey the word of God. Yeah. So, there's a beast everywhere. That's why some people don't make it too loud. Are you with me? 
So I told them, now, whether there's a beast or you are quiet, just start something. After all, even, even if the West comes to the West and you separate, at least you know we have a child. That's all. You take care of them. Because you are sitting there and say, we want to sort out, we want to do this and do this. And then, by the time you realize, when you say you are ready, the door had been closed just a year ago. Later did you know that you had just a short window period to, to do what you have to do. Now you'll be firing and it just hits. Sometimes you may be firing blanks. Hallelujah. Good. So, and a father, you see, a father would correct you. A father, a true father. One of, you see, most of us, we are deceived by the television and what we have in our imaginary minds as love. The person who truly loves you would always be on your case to correct you and to tell you this is wrong. Do it like this. True love corrects. True love will guide you. Will not just be... And I always tell the young ones, you see, most of the young guys that you see around, it's my beloved or it's my whatever you call it, most of them are just coming to touch and go. Because how many of them really sits down with you and starts talking to you even about your life and discussing your schooling and all those things? Most of the time when they come, you want to go out for the movies, for the thing. Even sometimes you dodge church programs to attend certain things. You say, you know, we want to know each other. Really? And most people, most of us, we don't know what real love is. Is when we get into it, we start growing married, then we begin to now, and the word of God begins to have a place in our heart, then we begin to walk in love properly. And most of them, I say, oh, Pastor, you know, I love him. You're joking. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the person who loves you will correct you. The person who loves you will tell you the truth, that this thing that you've done is the wrong thing, or what you are, where you are going is not the thing. But most of us will reject any pastor, some people shy away from me because they perhaps a pastor, once you get to him, he will say this, he will say that. But that is good for your life. Why should I smile and laugh with you when I can see that there's a problem in your life? There's an issue that needs to be dealt with and I just come and smiling with you. What good am I to you? Hallelujah. Let's welcome Bishop. Let's welcome Bishop.